Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Is this heaven? No. It's the great before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interests before they go to Earth. Meet 22. I don't want to go to Earth. Stop fighting this. I don't want to. Uh. <laughs> okay, look, I already know everything about Earth, and I don't want anything to do with it. You're missing out on the joys of life, like uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't, we can't taste either? All that stuff is in your body. this living really worth dying for? Life is full of possibilities. You just need to know where to look. Get ready. Your life is about to start. So. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf and I have with me Classic Jake. Howdy, folks. And today we're going to do a, a spoiler cast for Pixar's Soul. Now, uh, first, before we get into the spoilers, we'll just get some overall thoughts. Um, Classic Jake, what are your thoughts on Pixar's Soul? Uh, this is easily the best movie I've seen this year. Okay. Um, why is that? It's just so emotional. It's just it's so well-crafted. I mean, it's, it's pitch perfect. The music is gorgeous. The character designs are gorgeous. The story is moving. Uh... They take old tropes and they breathe new life into them. Uh, Not a moment in this movie is wasted. It just, this is almost pitch perfect. I don't know. This is easily the best movie this year. I don't know if this is the best movie uh, Pixar's ever made, but damn, it is a really good one. And um, now, neither one of us watched it in 3D. I'm assuming you didn't watch it in 3D, right? No, no. I just saw it on Disney Plus like most everybody else. Um, now, I don't think the 3D would have helped it that much. Uh, what do you think? I, w- I want to see this in 3D so bad, uh, because I was just looking at the Terrys, and I was like going, I got to see these uh, beings in 3D. I've just got to see this in 3D. I mean, they're inherently a, a flat kind of drawing creature thing, so I don't know how mm-hmm. much 3D they have. Oh, I think they would have quite a bit. I mean, I just, I've always loved the, uh, the, uh, the art style. I just think they would look amazing. Now, the movie has a lot of uh, darkly lit scenes and a lot of scenes that are very uh, stylized um, that I don't know would, if they would work in 3D. I think the sections where the characters are in the living world um, could look good. There's one scene specifically with a little... Um, I don't know what kind of tree this is, but like a leaf that has a little helicopter flies down. That could look great in 3D. I think it would look as at least as good as uh, in an... Um, is that Inside Out? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the 3D in Inside Out. I love that movie, but I just... Eh. I thought the 3D was fine. I mean, it's kind of hard to not have something pop against black and brightly colored. 
All right, so the, the basic story here is um, a guy named Joe, we don't get a last name, at least I don't think so, um, is a music teacher, and he wants to get a gig, and unfortunately, he passes on, and he fi- he comes with the character of 22, which um, I they say she, but I don't know if pronouns really work for something that's not alive. <laughs> Uh, we can, if we have to play the pronoun game with these characters, maybe we should just refer to them as they. Okay. Um. So, number twenty-two, I guess, um, mm-hmm. is never been born, and um, so Joe has to help out, and antics kind of go. Um, now, before we get into spoilers, um, one thing I, I mentioned in my review is that I didn't think this movie was particularly funny. Like, it did have its moments, but overall, I thought it was much more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the humor was, uh, they didn't set up jokes. The humor was just the uh, reactions of the situation, how people would react to a situation. And I feel like I was really worried about 22 in the trailers, because it kind of seems super annoying, but I felt like in the movie itself, this character uh, is pretty fantastic. Interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've actually known quite a few people alike 22. They just kind of uh, never seem to quite live. They just uh, follow their various muses, never really get a spark. Okay, so what score would you give this movie? You've already had high praise. Oh, 10, easy. Okay, I will top you. I give it Editor's Choice 10. I adore this movie. (laughs) I I wasn't going to give it an Editor's Choice because I had been denied the 3D I was promised. Well, you shouldn't be punishing it for that, you know, but still, I, I, I really thought it was an inspired movie. Um, without getting to spoilers yet, um, it's truly something special. I feel like whoever the screenplay writer was, I guess maybe they were on drugs that, and they had the good stuff because they had some really good ideas. And in some ways, they kind of ha- respected many different religions, but didn't like lean on one or another. Um, and it's very philosophical and very heavy, uh, uh, you know, but. Overall, I loved it. Um, so let's get into the spoilers now. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Getting into the spoilers, uh, Jake, what are your thoughts to the movie with spoilers? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, Joe is obviously so obsessed with jazz. He doesn't talk about anything but jazz with his friends. When he's walking on the street, it's a miracle he didn't die before his death because this man was never paying attention to anything outside of himself. Yeah, and um, this is the first um, animated movie from Pixar starring a 3D animated movie from Pixar Disney starring an African-American. And they, I think they handled this perfectly. I'm not African-American, so I can't really say... Um, on that experience, but I really feel like he's just a black character that's the main. He's not, you know, it, it really, it, it 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, that they're trying to, they embrace blackness, but they're not, like, in your face about it, kind of thing. Well, this movie, uh, Jamie Foxx knocked it out of the park, and this, I, I just, my thought on it is, it just, he just happens to be a person of color, uh, yeah. If he was a white man, I think this would have been his performance would have been equally as great. Uh it was him that made it great, not his race. Uh it was just this is just a great movie. It really shows that Pixar's in great hands po- post John Lasseter. Yeah, and I, I really feel like you have to get really to this place where it's not about being in your face about being one ethnicity or whatever. It's how it is and it's just so well written. You don't care, you know, and it, it's so well done. You know, you start off with him and the mu- you start off with the out of tune um, Disney intro, which I'm a little bit surprised they allowed that. I understand the joke, but it's also in some ways disrespectful. <laughs> oh, man, I had PTSD because I used to have lunch hour during band practice. So, uh. I had to, I was like starting to eat something while watching this, and I couldn't eat because when I heard that band, I just it just brought back such bad memories of school of having to eat lunch through a uh, beginning band practice. Oh, you're into instruments and your musical talents? No, it just I was in the lunchroom when beginning band practiced, and oh. the stage was right next. No, I was just a music fan. I wasn't a musician. I just did a, a Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, the band room was right next to the lunch room. And it was, and, and my school was one of those, uh, the, the building, they had these modular uh, curtains instead of regular walls. Hmm. So there was no soundproofing whatsoever. And the principal offers him a full-time position, um, and he's not too excited about this. Um, which is kind of weird now. You would think now, you know, I guess 2020 has kind of jaded me. But, you know, if you're in a part-time position, wanting full-time, you're going to be jumping for joy. And mm-hmm. Yeah, because that means health care. And, you know, his mom saying, hey, you got to get your dreams out of the, you know, your head out of the clouds was actually pretty decent. Like, that could be a very good um, cliché. But how it was handled in this movie, beautiful, perfect. Like, it, it, I don't have any nothing negative toward the mom in this situation because she has many valid points. Yeah, the people here act like adults. Sure, some of them are selfish and short-sighted, but the, the people here act like people who care about one another. Yeah, this is a really cool movie. They don't set up the... I mean, even uh, the antag- the guy they set up as the antagonist, uh, or or gal, because they're a non-binary character, really, uh, Terry. Uh, and Terry is just doing their job. Yeah. Um, now, I, we said about adults, I said this a little bit in my spoiler-free review. I feel like this is a movie that the older you are, the more you can appreciate it. I do worry that little ones, small children, may get bored, but like the moms and dads would be like, "Oh my god, this is like so resonating." Because <laughs> mm-hmm. just like you said, it has fully realized characters, like that they, they don't feel like stereotypes. They feel like just 
really 3D characters, and you get to have know them and, and really feel for them and like them, and the, it it just knows, it just feels like they're hitting all cylinders here with all these characters and how this flowed. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's loaded with lots of references that most people under 60 are going to have trouble with. But that's typical for a lot of Pixar's movies. They're really in love with the 50s and 60s. And, you know, Joe gets a call back that, you know, they want him to perform. And he goes out. He's super excited. And he then, because he's not, you know, paying attention dies which is not a, a you know a gruesome or, or a, you know vi- horrible death it just falls and through a manhole because he's not paying attention uh which he's never done i mean he's always been that focus and and it caught up with him and they actually made it playful before that and like you're kind of thinking okay you know he's, he has a lot of opportunities where he could have died before that but it was gonna happen kind of thing mm-hmm yeah, it was almost. It was, this is like the Disney version of Final Destination. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's on this like conveyor belt kind of escalator in blackness, and it's going, yeah, going to the great beyond. Um, and he's not excited about this, and he talks to other characters, um, other souls, um, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't have a better word for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that have passed on, and many of them are fine. And, like, you see them get absorbed into the great beyond, and, like, it does seem a little bit scary, kind of like a bug going into a zapper. Yep. Yeah, zap, zap. But... Yeah, it's like they're giving their spark back. Um, you don't really know what happens, and the movie never tells you, which I think is actually really clever of a way of doing it. That he doesn't. I th- the movie has a lot of rules, and it tells you enough of the rules to make you really enjoy the movie and love it. But it doesn't feel like they reveal everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also get to see that the rules are kind of loosey goosey, too, because uh, the Terry's. Uh, sure, figure out ways around things to do to do what they think needs to be done, but yet keep the everything running smoothly. And um, Joe is so preoccupied about being a soul, or not of, of being part of this musical thing that he's dreamed about for a long time. He doesn't care about being in the afterlife. He doesn't. He wants to go back to Earth, and he mm-hmm. manages to escape. And then go to the universe of the unliving, which is the preborn. Mm-hmm. And he gets he snatches a badge and gets mistaken for a child psychologist, whom the Terries are just sure that finally this per this person can find twenty two's spark. I mean, they're on billions and billions of souls, and. Number 22 is still in the before. Hasn't found their spark yet. Now, at first, they do say that personalities are based on what happens here. And then eventually they say, well, not really. Because I was kind of like upfront about that. I was like, no, I don't think 
I think personality is based on your experiences on Earth. And, you know, just because you're born a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to be. I And I was uh, took offense to a little bit, but then eventually when they kind of caved and like, oh, well, you, you I explained it the way you guys can understand, but it really isn't that way. <laughs> well, I really thought it was funny when one Terry told the other, you shouldn't send so many of them into that anxiety building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like how they are just playful with these pre-born souls and how like, oh, you can't get crushed and you can't die. You know, that's what life is for. And just like, or, yeah, just, yeah, that's what life's for is to crush your soul. <laughs> I mean, you just felt like, damn, if that didn't ring 2020, it's Bell. I don't know what the hell it would. <laughs> yeah, that was like the most, that just summed up 2020. Soul crushing. Um, so Joe is now in charge of helping 22 get its spark, which would mean that it finds out what it wants to be. So that way it could feel comfortable going to Earth to live a life that will eventually lead obviously, to death, which will eventually lead to the great beyond, which is the afterlife. So there's these characters named Terry, which are, like, very basic-looking figures, um, like, basically squiggly lines as characters. <laughs> I actually really appreciate that they didn't go and make, actually, 3D models. They just, like, you know what? Let's keep it surreal. Who cares? Yeah, they're they're basically streamlined. It's they're what what they what the bareness bare minimum of what they need to manifest, which makes sense for beings that are billions and billions and billions of years old. And they you know help give some different traits to the individual souls that have not been born, and that they, they help get along. And you know, eventually you learn that. You know, Joe is kind of not really caring about 22 for a decent amount of this movie, but eventually does come around. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I guess we should talk about one scene that really gutted me. Um, 22 has got this box that they hide in. And on the wall, they have the name tags of their mentors. and. I recommend pausing that scene and going through reading them. I mean, some of 22's mentors uh, through the ages, we've met, you met some of them in the movie, like Abraham Lincoln. The joke about Andrew Jackson being on the 20 was hysterical. Uh, Muhammad Ali. But then you see name tags like uh, Grace O'Malley, you know, the famous uh, Queen of the Pirates. Uh, Jack Kirby was one of 22's mentors, uh, and Joe um, uh, Raffnick, Raffnick, I uh, can't pronounce his name. He's the the Pixar guy who died in the one car accident in was it 2006. Real tragic. And it just me seeing his name on that wall. Yeah, here's a, a little list on here. Um... A different website um, has put it on. Um, I'll put some of them here. Jane Austen, Amelia Earhart, Joan the Ark, Albert Einstein, Aretha Franklin, um, Marvin Gaye, Johnny Cash, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of famous 
names there. Yeah, and I wonder how many of them throttled 22. Um, and it's kind of interesting if you think about it, like, numbers-wise. They go into high numbers. So, like, is 22, like, really, like, the 22nd life? Yep. Uh-huh. yep. 22's been there billions and billions of years. Learning. Because when, when 22 engages in a conversation with a person, 22 is really knowledgeable and can talk about a lot of things because the barbershop scene is amazing. And Joe finds out more about his friends from 22 talking to them as him. Oh, yeah. they The shenanigans, they uh, get to Earth, but uh, 22 winds up in Joe's body and Joe winds up in a cat. And that's part of the, the, the funness of this movie. Um, I think they, they really go well with the premise and that, you know, 22 gets to actually have a experience in a living body. And mm-hmm. it's a goofy kind of thing, but it works. And it doesn't seem too out there. And, you know, Joe is like, oh, if we meet up with this other character, uh, we're going to be able to switch bodies, which um, this other character um, is... Uh, what is the name of that character? That was like Moonwind, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selling around in the in the um, Lisa Frank hippie um, pirate ship. Yeah, and that they're they're going in a pirate ship in the astral plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, listening to Bob Dylan. And that apparently, when you're in the zone, um, you could actually be in a mystical part of the afterlife, which mm-hmm. I think is something that a lot of artists have said, but that artists in general term, not just art, um, but like musicians and writers, when you're in the zone, you could get in the zone and just, you know, transcribe beyond earthly remains. And it's something, that, and how they showed it in the movie, brilliant. <laughs> and we got to find out why the Knicks suck. Because 22 keeps messing with them when they're in the zone. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, that's one thing that's fun. that They could mess with things and play with things. And um, so, they come back to Earth, as you know, like you said, and they're planning to go back. Moonwind was trying to go back. And they want to, you know, if they go back to Moonwind, then they could switch bodies again and everything's back to normal. And... You have um, the Terries, which are the you know the creatures that are there, but you also have uh, the other character. What is it? Um, I forget this. I have the IDB up here, but it's kind of weird. This other creature that was like the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was a Terry too. Was he a Terry? Yeah, I thought he was a Terry. Anyway. Um, He's trying to find out because there's lost count and there's one missing from going to the great beyond. And uh, we don't really know in this universe if the great beyond is heaven or hell or or something else entirely. There is no mention of what heaven and hell is or if that even exists. It just is something else. And um, so this really doesn't. Like, the going into the light has been something that a lot of people have mentioned about 
near-death experiences um, that has been almost universally said. Um, now, pre-life is something that I don't think many philosophies, any many religions have talked about, really, to a great extent, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, some... Well, some do. I mean, I mean, Buddhism, the reincarnation, uh, Islam talks about the quickening, and and then some uh, Christianity believe there are some people that believe life begins at conception, and there's others that believe you're uh, when uh, before you're before you're born before a baby's born, a a, a soul enters their body, usually uh, a soul of somebody deceased because they believe. That you go life after life after life till you reach nirvana. And we're not trying to disrespect anyone here. It, you know, we're just trying to make sense of this movie. And the way this movie is kind of showing things is not really a way that I recognize as exactly as one religion, but in some ways taking pieces and parts of all the different of things I've mentioned about spirituality and kind of combining them to make its own unique thing, right? Yeah, it it creates its own universe and sets its own rules and operates within them. I did like how there was a scene, which in the trailers, it seemed more goofy than it was. But um, when they mentioned that there is when their souls don't have physical attributes, so they can't eat, they can't feel pain. Um, And I always wondered about that because people are like, oh... You know, whenever I'm dead, I'll be in heaven and I'll be eating pizza. And it's like, why would you want to eat pizza if you're not alive? That's something of the flesh. That's something I've always kind of thought about. And it's like, no, man, why would that? That's that's part of being flesh. If you're if you go if you're dead, you're beyond the flesh. But that's just my own preference thing. Yeah, it's a Pixar's obsession with pizza rears its head in this movie. And um, so. Joe wants to still perform and switch bodies back, and he's a cat, and the, um, everyone else sees a cat meowing and screaming, and um, 22 understands it, but 22 is a human and being a human for the first time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and Joe mistakes the spark. See, Joe thinks the spark is your obsession. That's because Joe is obsessed. That Joe is about one step from becoming a lost soul himself, I think, from the way he's going. But uh, he eventually realizes he's told that the spark is you wanting to live and wanting to become part of human society and, you know, be part of the human race. Yeah, um... That that's one thing that really kind of transcended. I feel like the a story where you're at first thinking, "Oh, what is your passion? He wants to play sports, or or, or do you want to be a musician, or do you want to be this or that?" And they they kind of like you're thinking too basic, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, this movie is you are not your passion. It's just a part of who you are. Like I like I keep telling people, especially Star Wars fans, you are not your hobby. It's just, it's just your interest, your passion. It's your interest. You're more than that. People don't give themselves enough credit. They're a lot more than they think they are. And you see 22 struggle being human and getting hungry and 
trying to walk and you know they eventually it's like oh i gotta get a haircut you know you gotta go to the barber shop so it look good i gotta get a new suit and um yeah they're able to have some really good conversations and like he has a conversation with his mom that was just like oh that's beautiful whoever wrote that really knows how to write more good mom scene <laughs> yeah and like you said before, the barbershop scene where, you know, she's like, oh, I got to get, you know, I'm doing this big gig. I got to look sharp. And um, they were going to, you know, try to shave before, but they got into a mishap because they can't really, you know, shave. And that scene was just like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And the barber, yeah, saves another mishap. Yeah, the hair emergency. Yeah, anybody's ever been to a barber with a hair emergency will relate to that scene. And how are they able to talk about stuff that is like so beyond everything and have these philosophical, philosophy-driven, deep moments that almost everyone in the barbershop was like on each word of 22 and was just like ready to cry. And it's like, holy crap, you are just so immersed into this super way of thinking <laughs> love it love that scene yeah 22s had billions of years to get ready for life and um eventually just needed, yeah i just need the, the spark and someone to do it uh-huh exactly and eventually 22 you know they do switch and there is this fun part where um the creature that was a counter um does like get someone but like they get the wrong guy and he's like traumatized and it's like yeah i think i would be traumatized too <laughs> yeah and he's like realized he's yeah they realize they've messed up and they're like nothing happened here you didn't see a thing and this person is wrecked yeah <laughs> and um 22 starts to realize the joys of, of living and wants to live and doesn't want to go back. Um, mm-hmm. And doesn't want to give Joe back his body. But they do. And then Joe gets to play and is amazing jazz. It's just like, holy crap, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Like, you know. Yeah. The music in this movie is top notch. And. Um, but Joe isn't happy, and um, it, it doesn't fulfill him like he thinks it should. And the the main woman that's part of this jazz group is like, well, you got to be in the moment, and you're not in the moment here. Um, and it was just one of those really awesome things that what happens to you after you do realize your dream. Is, it, is that really going to make you happy or not? Because guess what? Maybe a lot of times it's not. That's not your... That's not what you've got your dream, but that was not what you that's not what was fulfilling you quietly. And he didn't notice what was really fulfilling him. I mean, he's a natural mentor. And he does go back to the afterlife or in between Mm -hmm. life. And 22 becomes a lost soul. And that scene where 22 has just been destroyed by anxiety and oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Joe just pushes 22 over the edge with his selfishness and 
and 22 selfishness just boom uh and to get because joe is just at that moment is, is is so determined to fulfill his dream of of playing with a jazz uh outfit and just just his idea of success and 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 it just wrecks and 22 is just totally wrecked and becomes a lost soul and of course joe's the only one who can bring uh 22 back from the abyss and how they visualize being a lost soul of like being consumed in darkness and blackness and these like demons and monsters telling you you're not good enough wow that that hit hard for me at least yeah yeah anybody who's ever suffered anxiety yeah hang on it's it's you're gonna have uh ptsd flashbacks i mean anxiety I mean, it, depression you know that those that the double curse of that is, is it's like they just go right into that and, and really get in there and i've those demons i've you know unfortunately i don't think you can really conquer those demons they're always going to come up eventually but exactly but um I, you know seeing those demons representation that was horribly terrifying that horrib- horribly terrifying and i've seen that before and i recognize that as true and i was like holy crap they somehow got that perfectly. <laughs> I don't know about you. Oh, and I hope the people who don't suffer from these ailments see this, and they'll uh, now maybe they'll understand uh, why it's so hard to deal with it, and why so many people it does conquer them. Yeah, it it, it was just like the perfect audio visual scene there with these black creatures consuming and stopping you from living and it's metaphorical and literal and it just completely was a beautiful wonderful horrible thing to see because it was very much real to life and how they conquered it is just beautiful and how that 22 was able to get through it and and joe was able to help was just beautiful Mm -hmm. And Joe uh, surrenders the world pass, that 22's spark, and gives it back to 22 so 22 can finally go live their life. And Joe uh, jumps with 22, knowing full well that he will be called back before they get to Earth. But he was going to make sure 22 didn't make the jump alone. And would and went with twenty two as far as he could, and of course we don't see twenty two's final end journey, but it doesn't really matter because we know twenty two is ready because Joe made sure they were ready. Yeah, and that scene was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the Terrys decide to give twenty two. Give Joe back his life because, well, his body's still there, and they were so moved and touched by his sacrifice and everything he did. He did what not even the great Jack Kirby could do: is <laughs> find Twenty Two Spark. And um, Joe comes back and is re-energized and is not um, like 
you kind of want to see them reunite, but it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, you know whatever happens next with Joe, that Joe's going to live his life to the fullest. Maybe he decides he's going to be a full-time teacher and only play with Dorothea Williams when she's in town. Or maybe he stays a part-time teacher and tours. And then when the touring season's over, teaches. We don't know. And we all we do know is whatever Joe decides, Joe's going to live his life to the fullest. And there's just so many scenes here that are just beautiful um, and how it's the dialogue and how it expresses itself. And, you know, the animation is top-notch. This is, I, I, you said it and I agree, this is top-tier Pixar. I think this is one of the best Pixar movies in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pete Doctor knocked this out of the park, but Pete Doctor always knocks it out of the park. I mean, it it, it kind of seems like what well, Onward was really good. I feel like you know this was just perfect, and Coco was was great. Inside Out was great. Um, you know, this is a, this is top tier Pixar, and this is why people okay Pixar is great, <laughs> and I. You know, I legitimately cried, and I, you know, I warned you, Jake, before you watched it. It's gonna get mm-hmm. you. It's gonna make you cry at a molecular level. Do you, Do you agree? Yeah, I'm glad you prepared me because I think I would have bawled like a baby if I wasn't ready. I still teared up. So I was glad I was alone watching this. I mean, if you do have loved ones that you can share this with, it might be good to to have that. Um, I asked my wife when we watched it together on Christmas morning, and she was like, I really liked it a lot. Um, the only problem I have with it is I wasn't fully paying attention because I was playing the game, but that's my own fault. That's not the movie's fault. Movie's fan. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is the kind of movie you want to watch multiple times anyway because the rules, it, it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie moves really, really fast. In a perfect way. Like, I don't feel like there's any fat to this movie or anything negative. I mean, it's such a... Is this, like, really a kid's movie? Because, is you know, this feels like an an animated adult movie. Like, adult in theme. And I'm really worried that the kids are going to be like, this is the most boring Pixar movie. I don't get the hype. And people will watch it and be like, oh. You know. (laughs) Yeah, if you're looking for a movie like Onward, keep looking. This isn't it. Yeah, this isn't a, uh, when people say, oh, you cartoons are for kids, no. I mean, this is, you know, for me, the same kind of level of, like, Inside Out, where it just goes to another level of being, okay, Coco made me cry, had a very sad song, beautiful story, love Coco, don't get me wrong, but... Really good. Don't knock it, man. Not knocking it's, it. I put. I would put Coco on this level. Yeah. I mean, I like it a little more, but I would still put Coco as top tier uh, Pixar. Yeah, and I, I just feel like Soul is something, something really special. Um, I'm not going to compare the movies. Really, I mean, I kind of did, but to be fair, I feel like this really got down to a, a upper level of crying mm-hmm. of, of emotion because it goes to a deeper level of sentimentality a deeper level of spirituality of psychology of anthropology this is college level stuff <laughs> i think 
yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a, this is a great movie. Uh, you definitely inspire a lot of conversations about a lot of stuff, which is good. Like this could be something that you watch on a college level um, class on spirituality or um, college level class on um, ethics or something. It, it, it... I know, but we have to talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. This the, the the basic gist of this movie is live your life. Uh, problem is we're in the middle of a global pandemic, so you can live your life. It's just going to be in your living room or your bedroom for a while. Yeah, I mean, I was okay with this movie being delayed to 2021 before I watched it, and um, this is something that is so perfect for the year. It's mind-boggling how this came out now uh, on Christmas Day. And it just it's like hits you so hard, and it's so perfect for today. I feel like yeah, other than running around and yeah, yeah. If you got to live your life right now, I would do it in a mask and wash your hands. Yeah, be careful. But still, you know, I think twenty twenty has has really pushed a lot of people to reconsider what of life is worth living and what of life is is hard. Yeah, and, you know, are we gonna go back to the old normal or oh, the old normal's dead. Uh, let's just. We take let's take advantage of this situation and make a better normal, one that actually works for us, one that doesn't frustrate us. Like, uh, do we need to commute fifty miles to work? Can't we telecommute now? So why do we need to go rush into big cities, live in the suburbs, pollute the air, spend a fortune in in gas, drink three Starbucks a day to get us through work? Go eat at a go eat at overpriced uh, fast casual uh, restaurant. Spend uh, the rest of your lunch hour on the toilet, uh, dealing with the, the the aftermath of your meal. Then you go back to work. Then you finish work, and then you commute back. There's we've discovered there's a better way through this pandemic. So hopefully. We do it and don't go back, try to go back to the way things were when everybody, because I think we were, most of us were really unhappy. And this movie really has a good kind of mentality of trying to see what the, what the real factor of life is. And, you know, reevaluating life in 2020 has, I think is a big thing. A lot of people are suffering. A lot of people have died and it's, it's, you know, it should break your heart, and it should. Yeah. But. Yeah, one out, in the United States, one out of a thousand Americans has died from COVID. And even if you, that's horrible. If you haven't died, it does put you through the ringer. There's a lot of people that suffered. Yeah. A lot of people that are um, in hospitals, and maybe they do survive. Guess what? That experience changes them. And even and some people have changed. Like they don't have sense of smell and taste, and it's not the same. They have some lingering medical issues, and it, it yeah. you know twenty twenty is going to make people reevaluate their lives. And Soul is like perfect of a movie to come out now. <laughs> in some ways, it, it yeah, it's a kind of a, a match under people's butts. It, it it's the movie I needed in twenty twenty. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the perfect way to end this year, 
and it's gonna stay i think it's gonna calm a lot of people yeah i recommend highly recommend this movie it'll calm you the hell down uh it shows you there's a there's an there's other ways of doing things uh you don't have to be unhappy uh and you don't have to be obsessed to be happy i mean this is this is top level pixar and this is awesome filmmaking and it feels like okay this is just a movie that just so happened to be animated. Um, you know, like, they couldn't really do this um, without animation, so they really played it up. But this uh-huh. this movie feels inspired. I honestly, this easily the 2020 movie of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, like, like, the best movie I've, I've seen this year. So, it, it's hard to compare what other movies came out this year. <laughs> Um, that I, I mean, is it better than Wonder Woman Night? I mean, there's, yeah. oh, there's been, uh, there's been some good movies come out this year. Uh, First Cow and Possessor and The Invisible Man. And heck, I would even say, uh, Unhinged, uh, is really good. But I mean, this is just on a whole other level. I mean, this is like, wow. I mean, some of the ones I mentioned too are really, really, really good too. Uh, yeah, this just was a different year. Things went mostly to streaming. I I really I'm I really hope I get a chance to see this in 3D on a big screen. I really do, because this movie deserves to be seen that way. But see it any way you can. Heck, you'd get something out of it watching it on your phone. Great story, great um, great story transcends anything. You don't have to have a theater to enjoy this. It's got great music. It's got great character designs. It's tip-top animation. I mean... It's soulful movie, literally. Um, and it's entertaining and fascinating. And, um, you know, it's not a comedy. You're not going to be laughing your ass off here. But it's something that it's going to just get you to the core of who you are in life. And I mean, I, I can't underestimate how much I enjoyed this movie and love this movie and recommend this movie. And I want to see this again. <laughs> and it's kind of one of those things where like, I want to see this again and again and again. I want to be like a little kid watching it and getting more out of it because this, this is something special. And uh, this is a movie that, I needed and wanted to see in 2020 and hopefully you get a chance to see it. You know, if you can't, you know, try, if you, you know, get 10 bucks and get Disney plus for a month and enjoy this because this is a treat. Mm-hmm. Or if you got AT&T, uh, you probably have access to, uh, HBO max. Well, HBO Max and AT&T are not the same as as this. Uh, Might want to cut all that. I don't... I just had a brain fart. Uh, I don't know where you can get uh, Disney Plus for free, but I do know they do offer a bundle uh, with Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu at a reduced rate. Um, So that might be a way to go. Uh... I mean, ESPN Plus is kind of a waste right now. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I have no interest in sports. Yeah, I know. I have a limited interest in sports, and I haven't really enjoyed ESPN Plus. But that's neither here or there. Uh, so, yeah. it's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. See it. it. It definitely. It may change. It may change your life. I mean, it's it's a movie that you're like, damn. What kind of cruel bastard doesn't give us a ten? <laughs> this is a a movie. It's it's going to do more than past you know two hours of your time. It's going to give you something to think about. Yeah, something to chew about mentally. You know, something you know to watch with your kids and really get them to think about things and. If you have kids or something that you watch with your spouse or even if you watch it by yourself, still, uh, if you can watch it with loved ones, I recommend it because it makes a good conversation. And ironically, it's a good escape from the the complete chaos and drama that our news media is just constantly reporting on. So ironically, this philosophical tree... <sighs> Uh, is a, a perfect antidote for the news. A great escape, ironically, even though it's substantive. I was really worried. I think I mentioned this several times before that I was worried about a movie with a black man dying and this year with Black Lives Matter, if that would be something that's hard to watch. And it wasn't. It's it's totally... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no problem. Yeah, that didn't even dawn on me until you said it. Um, I I feel like this. If anything, it makes it more impactful. <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it this this one resonates, and this one hits your soul very well. Maybe, and you know, it's something that if it doesn't hit your soul now, maybe watch it in a couple years. Maybe when you're, you know. It just depends on your life experience, but I, I really feel like this movie is something truly unique, and Disney hit it out of the park, and this is a spectacular, exceptional movie, and yeah, I want to watch it again, right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll probably watch it again when I finish the second season of The Mandalorian. Alright, with that, we'll be out of here. Um, thank you for listening. Be safe out there. Take care. It's difficult. You know, I know. Yeah, wash your hands. Uh, wear your mask. Uh, yeah, stay safe. And, yeah, stay safe. You, you never know how, how COVID will hit you. And people were like, yeah. some, people, some people will be asymptomatic and not have any symptoms and just pass it along. Sometimes it'll hit you really hard and you don't know. And you may survive, but it may hit you. You may be left with the twenty thousand dollar debt at the hospital or something. You know, if you're in America, but it, it it's be safe, be safe, and uh, yeah, that's it for us. Bye. Bye. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano 3D, Mr. Bengal Five, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.